Welcome to the Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. At the beginning of the year, many churches and many believers will dedicate a time of fasting and prayer to start the year off seeking God's favor and God's blessings and God's wisdom for things that are going on in our lives. Well, I'm going to bring a series of messages about fasting, the purpose of fasting, and how God works through fasting. At the end of this broadcast, I'm going to share with you how you can listen to it again and share it with friends and other church members who may not be as informed about fasting as they could be. God is still in the business of doing some amazing, wonderful, powerful things. Let's pray that God will speak to our hearts today. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. So We're going to talk about getting ready for some good work. Amen. This is the year that we need to do more work in the kingdom than we've ever done before. One of our prayer focuses for our fast is we're going to be praying to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest field. How many would want the Lord to send forth laborers? Amen. Well, would you want to be the laborer he sent? Amen. All right. Well, when he sends you, you just have to say, yes, Lord. Have you ever had a dream that something was after you and you were running fast, but you just couldn't seem to get away? You couldn't seem to turn the corner? You're running for your life, but you're just not going anywhere. You're putting forth effort, but you're not getting the results that you desire. And as believers, a lot of times we put forth efforts, but we don't get the results that we desire. Sometimes we pray, and it doesn't seem like our prayers are going anywhere. Somebody said to me once, it seems like when I pray, my prayers just bounce off the ceiling. What should I do, pastor? I said, well, go pray outside. God wants us to have an effective prayer life. The effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much, the King James says, but the NIV says are strong and powerful. As we come into this season of fasting and prayer, I'm going to share some things with you. Many of you are already aware of this. We just want to reemphasize why we spend time fasting and praying. Otherwise, it's just an exercise. One of the disappointments you can have while you're fasting and praying is that you're not getting the results that you desire. But there is a proper way to fast and there's improper ways to fast. There are more improper ways to fast than there are proper ways. There's only one proper way. But then there are improper ways because sometimes we'll fast just because somebody told us. Sometimes we'll fast because uh, the pastor may be watching. You don't want him to pray that prayer that you throw up what you eat. Fasting is not fun. That's not fun. It's horrifying to some. Intimidating to others. But the Lord instituted fasting, and he does it for a purpose. If we don't get what we faithfully pray for and what we faithfully fast for, there's a reason for it. And that was the problem that the people of God had in the book of Isaiah. And we want to look at the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, when Isaiah talked about fasting and some implications about fasting. Isaiah chapter 58, beginning at verse 1. 
shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the house of Jacob their sin. So first of all, you see that there was uh, some ungodliness and some sin and rebellion among the people of God. Then he says, verse 2, for day after day they seek me out and they seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. God is, uh, is sharing this with Isaiah and God is saying this is what the people are. They seem eager. They seem like they want God to be near them. They're in rebellion. They have sin going on, but they seem like they want to worship me. And then he said, and now they're asking me a question. And this is the question. Why have we fasted, they said, and you've not seen it, God? Why have we humbled ourselves and you've not noticed? How did they figure God hadn't seen it and didn't notice? Because they weren't getting any kind of results. Now, we fast in Lord, but you don't see it. We, we humble ourselves, but you haven't noticed. Now, the question that people ask God is, why is nothing happening while I'm fasting? There's a reason for a lack of response from God. And God speaking to the prophet in verse 2, uh, set the context for the reason that he's going to give them. That question in verse 2, here's the context. He says, day after day, they seek me out. If he was talking about us, he was saying Sunday after Sunday, they go to church. He said they seem eager. He didn't say they were eager. He said they seem eager to know my ways. In other words, if you look at them when they come to church on Sunday, they seem eager to hear the word. They seem eager because they raise their hands and they, they stand up and praise and worship and they raise their hand and they move their mouths even though they might be thinking about something else. They look like they're worshiping. They seem eager. They are presenting themselves as if they are living right and have not forsaken God's law and command. So when you see them on Sunday, they look holy. When you see them on Sunday, they look holy, and especially on Wednesday. You don't come to church on Wednesday unless you're holy. And that's what God would be saying if he was saying this today. But that's, you know, things don't change, just the people change. But we act the same because we have this human nature. And he said, they seemed eager for God to come near them. And then God responds to this question in verse 3. Lord, why isn't anything happened, happening for me now that I fasted? And in verse 3, Isaiah began to re reply. He said, yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. You can't do what you're doing now and expect me to move. And just call it a fast. Then verse 5 says, is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? So if you really want to know 
Why you're not getting results when you fast and pray, here's the reasons. God is saying, here's the reasons. So as we get ready to go and fast and pray, we need to have a, we need to have a mindset and a heart set and a spirit set when we go into fasting. Number one, he says, when you're fasting, you're conducting business as usual. In other words, in that day, he says, you exploit your workers. Your behavior hasn't changed since you start fasting. You're doing all the stuff you used to do. In other words, he would say to us, you're watching just as much television while you're fasting as you were before you were fasting. You're going to see all the movies while you're fasting that you were seeing before you were fasting. <laughs> you're doing all the shopping and running around and all of your extracurricular activities while you're fasting. Just like you did before you were fasting. So why are you fasting? And what are you fasting? Because the word fasting means to deny yourself. Not just food. Because God is trying to get us into an atmosphere and a framework and a mindset that we can connect with him so that we, he can get some things done through us. And he can't get it done through us if we haven't changed the way we function. So if you're going to fast properly, you need to change the way you're functioning while you're fasting. It's not, it's not just denying yourself some food. It's denying yourself some functions. You exploit your workers. Your behavior hadn't changed. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife. In other words, while you're fasting, you're still focusing on worldly things and not the things of God. You're still fussing and fighting like you were before you were fasting, your attitude hadn't changed. You're still mad. You still got a bad attitude. Why are you fasting? And fasting will check your attitude too because you know when you're hungry. <laughs> when you haven't had anything to eat. <laughs> Some people say, oh, come around me. Ain't had nothing to eat. <laughs> All right, so you know that going in. <laughs> So you might have to go out to a desert place <laughs> to fast. <laughs> Amen. You, you know it's bad when everybody, as soon as you call a fast, everybody just get off and around you. <laughs> but he says, now you're still striking people with your fists while you're fasting. The kind of fast you own, he says, is the wrong kind of fast to get godly results. You're just going through the motion. Now listen. Uh, if you're going to go into a fast, go into it so you can get some results. Amen. Otherwise, just don't even do it. You just, you're not fasting. You're just on a hunger strike. Go on and eat because if you're just doing whatever you were doing and you're watching all that television, reading all those same books and not the Bible, and you're doing everything you normally would do and you haven't changed anything, then you just keep on doing, just, just don't even worry about fasting. Go and eat what you're going to eat. Now that we know the reason, what's the remedy that gives the results that we desire? In verse 6, he says, is not this the kind of fast I have chosen? He said, this is the kind of fast I've chosen. Now, you've chosen one, you've got one. I haven't chosen that. This is what I've chosen. I've chosen a fast to loose the chains of injustice and to break the yoke. To set the oppressed free. 
God says, well, I'm choosing to fast so we can get some stuff done. You want to break some yokes? You want to set the oppressed free? You want, you want to lose some strongholds? I can do that if you're fasting the proper way. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? In other words, he says, is it not so that ministry can take place? He's given us some plain instructions concerning the true nature of a fast. In general, let me just tell you what fasts are intended for. In general, fasts are intended for, number one, the honoring and pleasing of God with our separating ourselves and focusing all of our attention on Him. We want to separate ourselves and focus our attention on Him. Thank you once again for listening to the Light of the World broadcast. We certainly hope that your life has been enriched as we are teaching on fasting. Fasting is one of the most powerful weapons that God gives to the believers. It was Jesus who said this kind comes out by fasting and by prayer. I want to reemphasize that fasting without prayer is going to be ineffective. So always put prayer and fasting together. If you would like to hear this message again in its entirety, you can listen to us at our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also share those podcasts with family members or members of your church or someone who is not really informed about fasting. We find that there are people who are still wondering, how do I fast and why do I fast? And these messages are here to help with that. I also want to invite you to be a part of what God's doing at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church. We're meeting each Sunday at 16161 Old Humble Road. This is a wonderful time of year to come together as we pray and seek God's face, as we expect God to move in a significant, mighty way in our homes, in our church, in our families, and in our communities. God wants you to be a part of what he's doing in this day and in this hour. Also, I want to remind you that we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. If you need communion supplies, Sunday school material, books, Bibles, anointing oil, call us at the Beacon. 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.